Hello, and welcome back to Dr. Crackers, and today we're going to be reviewing Edward Scissorhands. It's been a long time since I last watched this film. I last watched this movie when I was seven, so it's, it's been quite some time. <laughs> uh, this film is a lot sadder than I remember. I think the best way to describe this movie is if Frankenstein loved his monster and then died, so he was left to be found by a stay-at-home mom. At least that's how it ends up being. My favorite part of this film is the satire slash uh, critique of the small town uh, cattiness. So all of the women of this town stay home and spend their days talking about any gossip or drama they can find. Because all their husbands are away at work. So they're trying to fill their lives with whatever they can to satisfy that need for something juicy, to something entertaining. And to, to feel as though they have some sort of importance in that community besides the stay-at-home mom. And because of that position they have, they also drive how the temple, like Edward, everyone everyone else did. But when they don't, the whole town revolted against him uh, by certain members of having a hierarchy, hierarchy of these women, because there's, there's the alpha women, and then there's the fucking betas, I guess that's the best way to describe it. So, the alpha women oh, fucking spend all their time like spinning shit, like uh, the, the, there's the top dog one who's this uh, woman who's constantly having like, oh, my my refrigerator broke, my uh, my washing machine broke, just to basically sexually harass the men that come over, and because Edward's the new exciting thing, she attempts to have sex with him, and he's like, because essentially he's, I don't, it never really describes what he is, he's kind of like, I, I'm assuming he's some sort of machine or some sort of organic machine, something maybe like a Terminator, or there's like a uh, mechanical exoskeleton with organics around him. But he's not finished. Uh, his creator died before he could finish. So, yeah, she then tries to do it, and then after he, you know, he's like, Ugh, gets away from there, she then spins it that he tried to assault her. The other part I really enjoyed was, the lo- was they look into uh, the fear of individu- individualism. Everyone having the same look and all the houses fitting the same pattern where if you don't understand something, it's seen as evil. This being heavily pushed by the Bible thumping neighbor, always trying to make people think that Edward is the devil. So they very much show this through Edward's likes and what he's good at. So Edward, all all of the houses have like the same kind of hedging, the same color pattern, all the women dress the same, same kind of pattern, similar hairstyles. And then Edward comes in there and he, around his, where he lived with the cradle lived, because he was up there for however many years, they don't know. Because essentially he's immortal, because he never ages, because this the story is being told by Winona Ryder's character, because she's old as shit now, describing to her, her daughter why it snows. And she's this is connected to why it snows there. Um, and he, you know, he because he had uh, scissor hands, he would, you know, trim all the bushes and hedges in his property to these different designs, whether like dinosaurs, dancing women, all kinds of stuff. So when he got there and uh, the the woman that found him, who is the mother of Renona Ryan's character, she is a makeup salesman, finds him, takes him back to his house. And then one day uh, he's out there with her husband and he's trimming the hedges and he sees that's what he's doing. So he starts doing all these shapes and stuff like that to the hedges and everyone's super excited about it. So... Then he starts to use his talents by trimming everyone's like bushes and everything to these crazy designs, something new and exciting. And then come to find out he's also good at 
doing uh, cutting pets hairs so everyone starts bringing their dogs cats over and he starts you know designing them and then eventually one of the the alpha lady uh, has has him trim her hair and they all have their own individual styles and everything and everyone sees this uh interesting cool until he's tricked into helping Winona Ryder uh, rob her own boyfriend's house because he, uh, the boyfriend wants to steal his dad's stuff so he can use the money when he sells it to buy his own car. That's pretty much the bully's whole motive. He just wants to get his own van so they can have sex in it. That's, uh, that's, that's his drive. But anyway, and I really love that look into it and because as soon as soon as they're able to turn on him, they do. And they push, they look at, oh, look at all these evil things he does. They all turn their back on him. Like, look at it, look how evil he is. And he's, he's strange and he's not like us. And I, I like that side to it. I think it's really interesting. And it, it gives the movie a lot more heart. It, it makes the story a lot more, de- I guess, say depressing for Edward. Because he's, he's basically just alone. And the only person he ever felt connected to was Winona Ryder's character. This movie also has a pretty star-studded cast, having Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, Diane West, Anthony Michael Hall, Vincent Price, and Alan Arkin. Giving one of his best performances, Johnny Depp was a perfect fit for the gentle shut-in. Winona Ryder playing the love interest for Edward and the narrator of the story, as I previously said. Anthony Michael Hall uh, breaking his typecasting role, usually playing a meek nerd in films like Weird Science, Breakfast Club, and Sixteen Candles. He was always that nerdy character in those movies. But now he's playing the bully, the very opposite of what he used to go up against in those old films. And yeah, he's just a he's just an asshole. That's pretty much his whole thing. Uh, Vincent Price being a huge horror icon, playing his creator, the Dr. Frankenstein of the story. Uh, he, he was a huge inventor. He's all these elaborate machines in his in his house. Well, basically, it was like a castle. And. Um, he was one, he was baking cookies, and then one day he had a uh, he was uh, there was a cookie that came out in the shape of a heart, and he was looking at it, and he basically wanted a companion, at least that's what it alludes to. And he looks at one of the machines and puts a heart up to it, and that's how he began the uh, creating Edward. And unfortunately, before he could give Edward his his real hands, not the scissor hands, he dies. Doesn't say of what, most likely a heart attack or wherever it was, but he dies before able to. Before he's able to give them his hands, uh, so yeah, I, I I think it's a really good movie. Um, I really thought the so the angle is that Winona Ryder's thinking back on you know all, how much she loved Edward, and he, she obviously got married or some sort or had kids because she's talking to her granddaughter. And the reason why it snows there uh, is that after the town basically drives him away. Because he, uh, everyone starts to fear him because he accidentally cuts up uh, one of the boys, one of the kids there. It's Winona Ryder's little brother. And there's more fear after they, they trick him into making it look like he tried to rob the place. And then he uh, shows a little... He accidentally cuts Winona Ryder and then accidentally cuts the boy's face to the town. Just, just They were going to basically revolt. They do what they did to Frankenstein's boss. We're going to track him down in the middle and burn him to death. Um, so they, tra- they, they drag him all the way back to his house. And then Anthony Michael Hall's character tries to kill him, essentially tries to shoot him. And then Winona Ryder helps him. And then after he attacks, he hits Winona, he, Edward stabs him through the chest. He falls on a window and Winona fakes his death, uh, says he, uh, the ceiling fell on him and killed him, that they killed each other. And so she explains to 
the daughter, the reason why it snows is because Ed, Edward was also really good at ice sculpting. And when, the, the first time I ever snowed is when he was outside sculpting ice and he was just going so fast that all the ice flakes came off and it looked like it was snowing. So Edward spends most of his days uh, around Christmas time, I guess, uh, making a bunch of ice sculptures on the top of the tower. And because he, he's just making so many of them, it causes all the ice flakes to come down and snow on the town. Now, that might be, you know, obviously a little far-fetched, but it's still a nice little story, and it adds to the, the melancholy of the, of the character. He's a tragic character, and that's what I think what makes him so interesting. He doesn't have, like, the conventional ending where he ends up, you know, everyone's forgives him and he accepts him, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't happen. He, it's very, very akin, and it seems to be a love letter from Tim Burton to the Frankenstein story. And I really enjoy Frankenstein, so I think that's why, as an adult, I really enjoy this movie, so I'd give this movie a, a 9 out of 10. I think it's really good. I think there's a few things they could tweak or fix that could make it a perfect film, or whatever a perfect film is to you. I think it's near perfect, in my opinion. I uh, really enjoy it. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. If you're a Tim Burton fan, I, I imagine you've seen it and enjoyed it as well. So, hope you enjoyed this review. I have a bunch of other reviews. I'd like to give those a listen. I highly appreciate it. And I have an Instagram page, Dr. Parker's Movie Reviews. If you want to check that out, I talk about things we're going to start talking about here. Video games, uh, stand-up comedy, all kinds of other pop culture, favorite characters, stuff like that. Um, yeah, and please help support this podcast by giving my sponsor, Viking Fitness, a chance. Please, I got a discount code, so stay tuned. Let's face it, we all drop hundreds of dollars on shit that hasn't done much good. When was the last time you spent just $225 and you actually profoundly changed your life? Answer, most likely never. Well, if you want your chance, here it is. If you are out of shape and have said more times you can count, I need to do something about this. This is opportunity knocking. You have approximately 3,640 weeks in your lifetime. 16 spent wisely can make whatever you have left better than you could have imagined. Get in or back in shape with expert guidance from a certified and experienced professional trainer. No crash diets, no bulk shit, just results. Visit www.vikingfitnessnh.com, mention Dr. Quackers, and get 10% off your, your custom fitness plan. Again, that's www.vikingfitnessnh.com. Thank you.